And we're back again. Um, Sophie and Emily here, and we have yet another guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Alan Brew. I'm a teacher in the English department here at Northland and also director of the Sigurd Olsen Environmental Institute. Awesome. We had Alan last semester for, what was it, English? I mean, yeah, yeah, confluences. confluences. <laughs> so, where did you grow up? I grew up in St. Peter, Minnesota, which is about 70 miles southwest of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Oh. It's a town of about 8,000, and it's a college town like Ashland. Oh. So Gustavus Adolphus College is located there. I know okay. people who go there. <laughs> I, do I have that. yet to actually visit, but I know people who go there. <laughs> um, okay, so like, where do you live now? In Ashland. Well, actually, I live in Mukwa, so about 10 miles yes. west of, of Ashland. Okay. It's a very pretty house. We've been there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then so. Yeah, so um, we're just going to dive right in with all of our, our questions. Okay. Um, to start, what gender do you identify with? Male. And then your preferred pronouns? He. Sweet. Okay, so first thing that we want to do is we've got a list of terms that relate to gender okay. and sociology. Um, and we're just going to say them and if you know what they mean tell us and if you don't then we'll we'll tell you okay Uh, okay yeah (laughs) so the first term is cisgender no okay so that's someone whose gender identity lines up with the gender they were assigned at birth okay yes um and then transgender so switch genders Mm -hmm. um gender identity uh, how you identify. Yes. How <laughs> easy. We can do an easy one. Yeah. Um, gender expression. I'm guessing how you express your gender, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's the way you outwardly out, show it. Show it. Yeah. yeah. Um, non-binary. So you don't identify as either male or female? Yeah, yeah. Not identifying exclusively as male or female. It's an umbrella term for <laughs> the whole big spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Um, biological sex. Uh, having conversations with people about this, I'm hesitating. But how you the sex you were born with, I guess biologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The chromosomes you have. Yeah. Um, intersex. That I don't know. That one. So that one, um, it's a person who has like a chromosomal chromosomal abnormality. Yeah, um, so like if they have like two X's and a Y, okay. that that would be okay. intersex. That's why I paused on the previous one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Complicated. Because, yeah. well, I was just talking with somebody who was talking about that. Uh-huh. So, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, social norm. Social. Uh, what you're, what is, what people are socialized to as being acceptable, basically, or normal. Yeah. Um, and social construct. Uh, ideas that are developed as socially, um, communally, as opposed to things maybe that are biological or something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Do you consider gender to be a social construct? Gender, yes. Okay. Do you want to explain a little more on that, or do you just want to... Well, I I guess I've, in thinking of it as distinct from biological sex, so gender is something that, you know, we've created as, as a community. Yeah. communities absolutely um and how do you think your upbringing affected the way that you see or experience gender yeah good question <laughs> um 
so even though I grew up in a college town, my dad's a professor. In when I grew up and in that community, conversations about gender were really not hat or explicit. You know, it just wasn't a question. So, um, so I think I, so in that sense. I guess it was uh, as a child growing up, I was never even invited to think about something other than my biological sex being my gender, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really, well, I'll stop there. You probably have further questions, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but good answer. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you um, think that the communities that you are part of like now uh, affect the way that you see gender now versus like how you've yeah, absolutely. So as a child, yeah. yeah, and what? Yeah, was? and I would say this is partly where I was going to go. So I, I would say how I see gender began to change when I started studying literature, um, particularly as a college student, because just the bio, biographical study of authors introduced me to bigger gender questions that really hadn't been present in my day to day life. And then uh, living in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, both socially and academically, it complicated significantly of gender and then of course Northland even more so actually yeah yeah well, we've gotten that one a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a common of... theme yeah. Northland has opened a lot of people's mm-hmm. well and I don't, it, and I don't maybe I, I don't know if it's Northland or if it's time because that's fair. I mean both. I think Northland does have a reputation for you know being hyper conscious about gender that's maybe too strong but you know being conscious about gender but I, I was I just did my Women's First Responder Recertification course and was talking with a couple of women from Minneapolis and it's clear that it's not just Northland. I mean, yeah. this well, is I mean, much bigger. Is very, yeah. <laughs> very but it's place. bigger in the sense that, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think if I'd have been at Gustavus, for instance, now, as opposed to when I was there 30 years ago, I bet it would have affected my ideas about gender much more than it did because of the time I was there. Yeah, that's very that, that makes a lot of sense. There's yeah. definitely been a lot more conversations and a lot more acceptance right. in the recent years. Than and more addressed. academic study, yeah. too. I yeah. mean, gender and women's studies really wasn't a thing when yeah. I was in college. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there were programs, but not to not, the extent yeah. that it is now. Not where it's like a standard at most and schools. And in fact, I mean, as a study program of study, you know, that has happened since I came to Northern <coughs> We didn't have gender and women's studies when I first came to North Carolina. Okay. So, yeah. So I think time's definitely a factor in this. Yeah, wow. definitely. That's that's makes yeah. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a hypothetical question. Okay. So if your child came to you and said that they were trans or non-binary, how would you react? Uh. I don't think I would be surprised at this point, and I would certainly be accepting. Um, and do you think that your reaction to that uh, has anything to do with the community that you're raised in or the communities that you're part of now? Way more to do with the communities that I'm part of now than yeah. the one I was raised in. Although, but also influenced by my experiences in graduate school, it, socially there. I mean, that was the first time that I really had um, personal social relationships with folks who weren't straight, basically. And so that's when I really began to understand in a more sophisticated way, I guess. Yeah. Gender questions. And, and in the issues. same boat as you, there, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't relate, but I love when people meet other people and learn stuff. It makes me really happy, so... <laughs> 
so we're number 12, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Do you think maintaining gender norms is crucial or detri- detrimental to the progress of our society? Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think maintaining existing gender norms is beneficial. I do... I do think that um, any time you begin to redo social norms, it, it, it's a period of complication and confusion, potentially, um, for both communities as a whole, but for individuals as well. So although I think that those sorts of revisions are really important, um, I also recognize that it can, be, it can become a difficult situation for People, especially people who then have questions about their gender identity mm-hmm. or you know if it complicates that that can be very unsettling yeah for yeah all right um and do you think that your views on gender could change in the future or have changed over the course of your life we kind of answered the second half but yeah they definitely have changed over the course of my life certainly um, um i would think they could change in the future as well it's um, I think until very recently, I thought it was pretty simple to distinguish between sex, biological sex on the one hand, and gender norms on the other. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing that that's not so simple either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything. And so that's an example of an evolving understanding at the yes. moment um, that I'm kind of, you know, grappling with. Um, and it has some pretty pragmatic things, you know, even my health street forms for my courses and mm-hmm. you know what do you what information do you need to ask and how do you ask it and mm-hmm. those sorts of things and so so I'd say that's changing right now and so I would imagine that I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more changes in the future yeah yeah that's that's our, that's our, our list of questions but it if is. you have anything else you'd like to add we're happy to talk uh I guess I kind of said this I don't know if this is helpful to you over the time that I've been at Northland, and really within the last 10 years, I think um, I've seen you all, my students, definitely grappling with gender way more than I did before. And um, I don't think it's just that I wasn't seeing it before. I think it's much more overt, um, and it feels more widespread, higher percentage of yeah. the students that I work with are questioning gender, you know, or not um, identifying in kind of binary ways. Yeah. And so that yeah. feels like it's been a real change. I've definitely, like, coming from, like, rural Ohio, like, coming up here to the more, like, liberal northern states, I've been able to see the difference between people being, like, very accepting and, like, people being open about their gender and sexuality compared to how it was just like very <clears throat> like on the path at least like just very going straight yeah cut and dry mm-hmm. although maybe it's i mean it's probably a, i don't know how probably this region is more liberal too i mean at least the schwabinga bay region but yeah if it, you get too far rural in northern Wisconsin, I yeah. suspect it might feel a whole lot like Ohio. <laughs> Wisconsin went red in the last presidential election. You're not, you're not that different from Ohio. My county was very I red. <laughs> I was born in Athens. I think I told yeah. you that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was born there, but I really, you know, I was like two when we moved, so I had yeah. very yeah. little influence on me. Lucky. Me in that way. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I think that back to what you were talking about with like, seeing it more widespread like I've noticed it too as like 
especially as a person who, like, identifies as non-binary and who, like, I, I don't really, I don't personally, like, understand the concept of, like, fitting into a box of, like, female or male. It just, yeah. like, doesn't, doesn't make any sense in my head. But, like, I also can respect that people do. Yeah. But, like, I, I also think that, especially in the last, like, I don't know, like, five years, it's become, like, a lot more widespread and, like, a part of me is, like, like, wants to make sure that, like, people are actually feeling the way that they feel, and, like, it's, like, like a selfish piece of me that, like, worries that people are just doing it for attention, but then, like, part of me thinks that's just my own internalized <laughs> nonsense, and, like, the other part of me, like, it, it gives me a lot of hope to see that, because, like, I feel like people are becoming more and more comfortable, like, outwardly exploring yeah. gender as like as they want to you know and that's something that was definitely like not a thing at least like even in my childhood like not a thing that I could do like I was very much female growing up and that was how it was and I didn't have any wiggle room to like explore outside of that right and like you know that's changed now and that's just how it is but I, I definitely think that it's gotten more widespread but it gives me a lot of hope that like it's it's more widespread because people are becoming more accepting yeah that makes sense yeah i'm gonna touch on something like when you said like your childhood and how like you were very like put in the box Mm -hmm. i feel like my child like my parents like didn't were hmm. (laughs) my parents weren't just like okay like go explore but like they were like yeah okay you can go hunting you can play in the dirt like they allowed me to get like tough and dirty but also like on sundays i would have my dress on and like yeah. still like be ready and like i would sell my girly aspects and my tomboyish acts yeah. like yeah i don't know yeah i mean i you know growing up as a i didn't feel like my parents excessively reinforced gender norms mm-hmm. um so it, basically what you're describing yeah you know, i mean they certainly didn't um resist more feminine expressions of mm-hmm. mine when that happened um, so that's an interesting, interesting piece. Yeah. I think two other things. Um, one is it's just, it'll be interesting to see what my kids do, um, you know, and, and if they end up exploring gender or if they both end up being, you know, just comfortable with, with how they are right now. But their childhood has been so different than mine because, I mean, they've got friends whose parents are gay. I mean, I had nothing, you know, even <laughs> close to that as an experience yeah. Um, but for them, that's more normative. I mean, it's not unusual. And so I would think it's going to give them a very different platform from which to think about and explore their own gender than I would have had growing up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then the one other thing is, um, although I un- understand intellectually, I am finding it... Um, challenges like with the plural pronouns the they they. and you've probably noticed this right so i know this yes right but and i'm not at least i don't think i'm resisting it but it's so it it is new yeah no i'm finding it hard to to come to not comfortably to consistently and naturally change it 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 definitely takes practice yeah that's that's the biggest thing is it just it takes time and practice and like i don't know the way that i think about it like when I, when I explain, like, 
using they pronouns for one person. It's like if you walked into a room and saw a phone on the table, you'd be like, oh, no, someone left their phone. You're referring to somebody in the singular with they. Right. So it's like it's not grammatically incorrect in any way. It's just not something that we do all the time. So it's like you have that basis there, and it's not like we're changing the language. It's just using the language slightly differently and, like, using a word more often. Well, I find myself using the plural pronoun in writing, not for a gendered reason particularly. Well, though partially, I guess, because, you know, moving away from the default to he. Mm -hmm. um, So I agree. And there's, it's a useful, it's useful to be able to use the plural pronoun. Mm -hmm. But it's not intuitive. Yeah. I guess that's what I would say. And so that's maybe another change you asked about. I mean, hopefully in five years, it's intuitive. Yeah. Um, I've seen myself, like, progressively get better since August. I've seen her progressively get better (laughs) since August. She does such a good job now. It warms my heart every time. That's great. Well, I'm trying, but I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) I also do spend every single day with Sophie. Yeah. 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 You you are forced to practice all the time. I'm yeah. sure that would make a difference. So yeah. that's been a, I guess it's an interesting experience, you know, wanting to be sensitive and, you know, intellectually understanding, mm-hmm. but, but the long habit. I don't yeah, know it's really hard it. to break those habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, when I first started using gender neutral pronouns, I would misgender myself all the time. And I'd be like, I'm so dumb. Like, I, I literally ask people <laughs> to use these pronouns for me, and I can't even use them for myself. But, like, it just takes time. Like, it takes time to, like, break out of that habit. And, yep. like, it, you know, it's, there's nothing, like, inherently wrong with making mistakes as long as you're willing to, like, work towards, you know, yeah. not making those mistakes yeah. again, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Cool. Thank well, thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much for talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for adding more. You're the first one who did, yeah. so we really appreciate it. <laughs> Everyone else has been like, nope, we're good. <laughs> it's like, great, <laughs> cool. But, awesome. well, I'll be interested to see the project that you share yes. with me, maybe when you're finished. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to come for Shauna's. Oh, yes. so, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I am too. We got a little bit of a preview at Kevin's and Shauna's recently, but. Nice. Um, but I haven't seen it kind of put together as a presentation. So I'm, I'm excited. excited. I hopefully 